Hello and welcome to the K-Scope podcast. Billy Reeves here, the award-winning duo. I am the morning. Mariana Simkina and Gleb Kolyadin have a new album coming out on K-Scope on August the 2nd. It's called The Bell. And this, before we hear from Mariana, is Song of Psych. Song of Psych. There's a brand new animated promo video for that online right now. Now, Recently, I had a cold banana coffee with Mayana, and of course, inevitably, we started by talking about premature burial. Oh God, that's my favourite subject. Thank you for bringing it up. Lay it on me. (laughs) How does premature burials inform your art, Mayana? So when I was around 11, 10, uh, 11 years old, my parents took me to this like history camp where people were, uh, you know, doing this reenactment of 
different historical events and one of them and I was kind of playing in a team of uh, mortuary people and uh, as a part of what they did they reenact the funeral so they actually dug a grave they put a person there put some plastic on it and then actually put <laughs> soil on top of them and I, you were 11 years old 11 or maybe 13 <gasps> right with your something sofa, like that. <laughs> with your sofa. something what like fun. that so i think i i just remembered about that maybe last week and i was like so this is where this comes from oh. okay that explains a lot and um, well there is uh, one of my favorite songs on the album is six feet it's about yeah. um, has like this elaborate story uh, it was actually um, inspired by the story of Dante Gabriele Rossetti and Elizabeth Siddle. Of course, yeah. Uh, so uh, what originally happened to them is that um, he's been playing around with her for like 10 years and uh, she overdosed on laudanum because she, she couldn't stand this anymore. And uh, he, uh, as a sentimental poet, he buried her with a notebook filled with his poems. Seven years later, his manager goes like, it's a pity we don't have those poems. How about we... Dig them up. Yeah. So that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And he wasn't there. And he specifically requested to never bury him next to his family yeah. on Highgate because he was afraid that Siddle would kind of revenge. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, I would if I were her. Uh, so they buried him somewhere in Kent, yeah. I think. Um, so uh, his manager then told him that when they dug her up and opened her casket, the casket was filled with her beautiful crimson hair and she was untouched by time and decay um, yeah. and was looking just as beautiful as seven years prior when they put her in there. Which I'm sure was the case. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, to be fair, there are some registered cases of this actually happening because yeah. of different chemical reactions in the soil. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he probably yeah. said that he probably said that be to kind of yeah. calm his conscience a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, so in my story, it's a little bit different. Uh, yeah. There is a husband and a wife, and um, husband gets tired of his wife and buries her alive on a high gate. And I actually yeah. mentioned high gate in the song. Um, and then, so the first chorus is uh, the wife uh, waking up inside a coffin and realizing what happened to her. Yeah. And the second part of the song is him uh, singing that his life is starting over and yeah. all of that. And I invited a friend to sing um, the second part because I wanted okay. a male voice there. Okay. But That's as soon as I yeah. told him of what the song is about, he kind of thought and, and, and he went like, I don't think my wife's going to appreciate that. So yeah. <laughs> that's my favourite anecdote yeah. from making of the album. Partly truthful, partly myth story of the um, people being so paranoid about being buried alive that there would be a bell at the top of the um, grave that if they woke up that they could they could ring the bell yeah, well, on top exactly, of the grave. That's exactly what you see. That's exactly what you see on our cover. Yeah. It's, it's called the safety coffin bell, and. Uh, it's kind of ironic and I, and I enjoy the irony in this is that there is not a single registered case of anyone yeah. actually being saved by a safety yeah. coffin belt. They did exist and I saw some in different museums like there is one it looks a little different but still it's there in the funeral museum in Vienna for example oh, right, okay. or medical museum in um, uh, Berlin has like this elaborate beautiful wooden you know schemes of, of how it looked like tiny models of tiny people lying <laughs> underground with like a, a what thread do, what to do if you wake up it's beautiful instructions yeah yeah wonderful so and, and i kind of because 
I wanted the cover to kind of send the message that no matter how kind of low you feel and how bad you think everything is, it's never too late to call for help. And then I kind of thought, okay, so well, in the light of this new statistics that I just read about no one actually being saved by the coffin bell, maybe we are our best chances. Bones, my life is.
I'm, I'm very fascinated with the history of 19th century in England and, uh, well, more specifically in arts. Um, I guess that informs your music both lyrically and musically. I think that you might as well just say that it sounds very Russian because at times I come to think that it does sound very Russian even without us planning on it. We have saxophones and electric guitars. That's yeah, not so yeah. Victorian, is it? I put my finger on it. Could you... Would it, would it be acceptable to write a, a foreword for this record to explain a little bit about the background and its inspiration to help the listener? Or would it be better to say, no, the artist is dead, you're going to have to pick up what you feel about it? How much are you going to give away? I kind of like... I kind of like the idea of the artist is dead, uh, but I'm not dead yet, <laughs> so I guess uh, I kind of started to regret a little bit not writing a foreword for this album as you would say for a theatre play that required yeah. certain context, because this album I see it as a little bit of a theatre play yeah. that does require totally. the context, So because um hear a little bit about all of those tiny tragedies that I that uh, of like 19th century that's been sourcing uh, my writing yeah. so well, that's I mean that's how I just when I was a kid that's how I discovered a lot of about other art from musicians for example I wouldn't have read the go-between or watched the film without the go-betweens telling me that they've named their um, band after it so that's something that you as an artist can spread Sorry to give you that responsibility. No, I was. I, I think that everyone would kind of benefit from actually digging a little deeper into what lies kind of behind this whole okay. album, and yeah. um, because it's just so much. It's, it's just so exciting. How much of it for you is escapism, though? Yeah, About one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And what percentage of it is art and what percentage of it is show business? Oh, God. Why are you asking me about show business? That's none of my business. It is. I'm not the person selling it. And Why we are like this is because we're not very smart. (laughs) That's very... very, What a very English... (laughs) What a very English way of putting it. (laughs) But, uh... Self-deprecating is as English as it gets. Well, I mean, I, I... Of course, it's a dream of the dreams... To, to have your music kind of paying for your living, but uh, I don't want it to become obligatory. I don't want it to be become a burden or a job that I do not like. Yeah. I don't want making an album to become a burden because we have deadlines to meet. We always have deadlines to meet, yeah. but not for financial reasons. And um, That's really interesting because would that maybe take away some of the art if it, if it became a job? I am completely sure that it would you like for be, me at least like you know the romans would disappear and it's yeah. it's just very sad i have to say that like well but there is a money side to it which comes with like all of the merchandise that's yeah. why i put all of my energy after the album is done into trying to make everything as pretty as possible and so that's why <laughs> we make this beautiful tiny bells that you can actually ring and like pins and some different kinds of shirts with like designs inspired by 19th century's illustrations and pre highlights, all that beautiful stuff. All of that comes after the music is done and music is not written to earn for a living. It's not, it's not supposed to 
be done with this motivation behind it. So how would I write an album that's gonna sell? I mean, wow, yeah. that sounds very much like pop music and sell out pop music, and I'm not a fan of that approach. Okay. So, <laughs> which I enjoy <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> well, of course, you couldn't be. It, couldn't, it was. Uh, was it the English, the, in, the British, that invented the cemetery that decided? Because yes. there's a there's, there's a real class thing, isn't there, with Victorian cemeteries? Here's the here's the poor bit. Here's the new middle classes. Here's yeah. the massive mausoleums. Even in death, we have a class system in England. Originally, this happened because the graveyard were over. Loan, and everyone thought that all the epidemics happened because of that, even though mm. epidemics probably happened because everyone dumped their waste into bloody getting rivers. Into and getting into the water system, yeah. So terrible. So uh, so they decided to make cemeteries, and Magnificent Seven came to be this way. Yeah. Um, so uh, the typical worker could get uh, a spot in a mass grave that would hold up to maybe 20 or so people for a pound which would be like a weekly salary yeah and they could get a 34 letters inscription on the gravestone stating that among all those people <laughs> this guy also lies here yeah. and that costed like like your salary for a week and yeah. i think i think they, i think it's much more expensive now actually yeah. <laughs> Well, it's partly over now. I mean, my grandparents were probably the f last people in my family to be buried, to have gravestones. It's, uh, I wonder if it's over now. They're full, and of course, the real estate is more valuable for housing. I, I wonder if it's, it's over, the golden era is over. I think it's a matter of, of, of choice, really. I mean, a lot of people are pre pre preferring to be cremated nowadays, but uh, I know that on Highgate, you still can get a spot for a, a shit ton of money. There's this huge mausoleum that costed around what five million pounds or something ridiculous like that. It's right next to the entrance to the west side, and it was built in 2005, so relatively kind of uh, not so long ago. Have you made your masterpiece with this record? Do you think? I am definitely proud of it, and I know that we worked on top of our abilities, which which is the same that I can say about every single record we okay. did, yep. and I'm very happy, but masterpiece I think that's something that's yet to come I I should okay. hope, hope yeah. because it would be very sad if everything that I do from this point would go downhill <laughs> no fair enough how are you gonna do it live I have absolutely no idea neither Good. does Gleb Excellent. <laughs> I know that should be interesting then. well are we still have are there plans to play we still have yeah sure we we have a tour coming with Riverside mm. and a solo gig in Courtyard Theatre on I think 1st of October uh, I'm so looking forward to that because playing in London is always such a treat
I Am The Morning. That is called Ghost of a Story. There's a studio film of that online right now. Before that, you heard a clip of Six Feet. as a studio film online coming soon of that. And Freak Show. I Am The Morning are playing Zvoln in the Netherlands on the 18th of September before they join Marias Dudar's band Riverside. Touring through Germany with a stop in Luxembourg before heading to London, as Mariana mentioned, on October the 1st to play the Courtyard Theatre, which is in East London. kscopemusic.com forward slash IATM. And in case you missed it, Anathema are headlining this year's Space Rocks concert at the Indigo at the O2 in London on the 21st of September, joining prog rockers Amplifier, Voyager and Anna Phoebe on the musical bill for this year's event. The band will perform a one-off set in collaboration with globally celebrated Somerset House resident multimedia artist Christina Polyakova and the European Space Agency have worked together to create a unique visual and musical set inspired by space exploration. This unique collaboration is the brainchild of Mr Vincent Kavanagh, who is developing a special set list for the show uh, that will dovetail with a video art presentation. Also, the anchoress, who, if you follow her on the socials, you'll know is reaching the denouement of her new album. Catherine Ann Davis, professionally known as the anchoress, is playing St John's Church Cardiff, also on the 21st of September, and will be testing some new material on you lucky people. To celebrate, here's the acoustic version of What Goes Around. Pretty soon, yeah, you'll regret what goes around, comes around. 
what goes around thanks as ever for listening to the k-scope podcast do please like and share us wherever you listen to us before i go any further a call out for votes for our artists in the prog awards go to loudersound.com forward slash prog and vote k-scope also k-scope are proud to be sponsoring the limelight award again this year So if you're looking for the best new music which isn't on K-Scope, check out the following bands and cast your vote accordingly. In alphabetical order, Cold Bones, Exploring Birdsong, Frequency Drift, Gweno, Joe Quayle, Lost Crowns, Quantum Pig, The Paradox Twin, Valessa Blaze and Wheel are the bands nominated in the Limelight Award category. I'm going to finish with this. Prepare yourself for the new ORK Signals Erased EP featuring two remixes from Greg Brimson and Adrian Benavides. There's a new video online for the album version of this. Check it out. This is the Greg Brimson remix of Signals Erased. See you soon. Ta-da.
Shimon.